Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchVoice.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 4th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Yes, I will be in Asheville at the Whale at 4 p.m. Eastern time today. It's going to be a small little pitcherless meetup. If you are in Asheville, that is where we're going to be, and I hope to see you there. I will be at the Tourists game before it as well at 1 p.m., so really looking forward to that. Um, But let's go through a quick podcast today. Jose Barrios did well, 40% CSW, six innings, one earned run. It's because the sinker is being utilized more than the four-seamer, sub-10% usage on that four-seamer. Really good curveball, 49% CSW, but the approach of sinker curveball is way better for Barrios than inter- incorporating that four-seamer. And hey, maybe the changeup shows up, and that's really good too. Yuri Perez did what he was supposed to do against Oakland. Once he gets rid of those waste pitches, then he'll be much better, and he'll be legit and be able to go past five innings. You're saying, oh, he's limited because it's five innings and 88 pitches. No, no, no. It's because he's inefficient. With his changeup curve and fastball, too many just way out of the zone pitches that are just extending at bats. Uh, Alex Cobb had his splitter, so he did great against the Orioles, got the win. That's really all it is. And honestly, I should be expecting Cobb to have his splitter more times than not. And that's just how we're going to do it. Yu Darvish is so interesting. I had a really long conversation with somebody this morning about it. And he got the win against the Cubs, seven innings, zero to one <laughs> runs, two hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts. He utilizes sinkers 34% of the time. And maybe that is something that he does moving forward. He's just trying to find strikes. He, he had a good feel for it and rode it, right? And that's what he did. I don't know really what the end result is going to be of Darvish. I feel like just keep starting him. He does how he does, um, regardless of opponent. The Rays did a bullpen game. So did the Phils. Spencer Strider did ace is going to ace things against Arizona, though four walks. And you know he will not be SP1 on Tuesday because Garrett Cole did well against the Dodgers. He was limited to 80 pitches only because of cramps, but he's a machine, so he's still SP number one to me. Michael Lorenzen went against the White Sox, seven innings, one earned run, two hits, zero walks, six Ks. That's great, but now he gets tougher opponents. He's going to get the Phillies and then Atlanta, and you can Vargas rule it if you want for Michael Lorenzen. I personally think that he's just not that special, and he took advantage of weak lineups. Christian Javier went against the Angels, got the win. He's done really well, and he's done so without his best slider. It's four straight starts now. He's been at these really low strike rates on the slider with these low strikeout rates to match. Once that slider returns, then we'll actually see the legit Christian Javier, and not to say that this isn't a bad start. That's kind of great. You get the bad times are still good with Christian Javier. Pretty wild. Jordan Montgomery came back from the rain delay. It was about an hour and still pitched 5.2 innings. Props to him. Uh, one earned run, four hits, one walk in five Ks. It's not a game of changeups and curves, both having high CSWs like it used to be, and that's really the problem here. I I honestly don't know if I really love it hosting the Reds next time. I've been uh, enlightened to the fact that the Rays are a top 10 road offense, so it's not as easy as you want it to be. Tyler McGill did well against the Jays, one earned run in 5.1 innings, but it was a two whip, you know, and five strikeouts. Much better changeups and sliders, so there is a temptation to start him against the Pirates next. 
Tyler Glasnow did well against the Red Sox. Just seven base runners and three walks, but one earned run in 5.1 innings, six strikeouts. It's kind of crazy. His curve was bounced so much, only threw one out of 16 inside the zone, yet he earned 50% swings, which is so, so good. Dylan Cease against the Tigers had his slider. It was gone for like two starts, I think it was, maybe three. 23 whiffs. There you go. You might have been skipped because he didn't handle the Tigers last time. Well, it's not really he didn't handle the Tigers. He didn't have a slider, and we expected that to return. Good to see it. It wasn't the most overwhelming C start, though. 5.1 innings, one earned run, two hits, three walks, six Ks, because his four-seamer wasn't that great, and neither was his curveball. And that's really the actual story of C's. We expect him to have a slider. It's just about how good the other pitches are as well. Hopefully, they uh, do come back more so in the future. So, I mean, really, this could have been, you know, 36% CSW. It's not like Cease was bad without those. They were still fine, but there's another level. Carter Crawford essentially led another bullpen game. This one was for the Red Sox in against the Rays. It was a doubleheader yesterday for them, so uh, we understand this. Luis Ortiz was knocked out by that rain delay that Jordan Montgomery wasn't, but it wasn't like Ortiz was pitching that well in 32 pitches with just two innings, so whatever you think of Ortiz, I guess it's kind of the same. Logan Allen, he had this start, six innings, two earned runs against Minnesota, got the win, seven hits, two walks, four Ks. I feel like this is more of a traditional Logan Allen start as opposed to the 10 strike game we saw before, but I think his command is good enough that he's always going to be in games like this, especially with the Guardians that are going to allow him to go 90 plus pitches. Also with Cal Quantrill going on the IL, opened the door for Tristan McKenzie, which meant, wait a second, this rotation is still intact, right? Uh, Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee are still very much here with Tris McKenzie and Aaron Zavalli back. What do you know? So, uh, poor Cal Quantrill, of course, but yeah, Logan Allen is very much here to stay. Austin Gomber against the Royals and many others we got to talk about. Uh, Drew Smiley, Sonny Gray, McKenzie Gore. And we're going to talk about all of them after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Austin Gomber, you don't do it. You know that. Drew Smiley against the Padres had a near very, very poor quality start. That is 11 or 10 base runners, I should say, in in 300 runs in about six innings. I think he gets the Angels Pittsburgh twice. So that's the next three starts for Drew Smiley. I think this is still something you hold. Sonny Gray against the Guardians didn't really come through the way that you wanted him to. 6.2 innings, three earned runs, 10 hits, zero walks, and just two strikeouts as the curve and the slider were not dominant. It's just... Uh, Sonny Gray, we saw this coming for the past month or so, and now he gets Toronto. But then again, volatility goes both ways. We lost the feel of it, but it will come back. I don't know. I feel like you still kind of have to start him against the Jays, but yeah, not really fun. Uh, Mackenzie Gore against the Phillies. Six earned, sorry, six innings, three earned runs, nine hits. Not fun there, but zero walks, six Ks with 18 whiffs. 
Now that's kind of cool for Mackenzie Gore. It wasn't the same slider, it was only 15 thrown, but they were still good, and he was going very Blake Snell blueprint of four seamers well in the zone and mixing in those curves and sliders. I think this works, and I think he's trending upward. Sure, it takes small steps back, but it's like two steps forward, one back. And I think second half or 2024 Mackenzie Gore is going to be really, really fun. Colin Ray against the Reds, I guess, made it work five innings. You know, when I gave P.L. Bot the win because of that, but 300 runs and nine base runners and five Ks, I feel like if you had to start Colin Ray, you got what you wanted. Daniel Lynch, uh, Dylan Lynch, <laughs> Daniel Lynch against Rocky Road, five innings, 300 runs, six hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Slider and changeup were pretty good. And I feel like he has two bad starts here, so we say, fine, okay, we're not going to start them against these matchups. But then he'll get the Tigers, and I feel like Daniel Lynch will be at a place for us to stream him there. Andrew Heaney went against the Mariners, three innings, 300 runs, six hits, four walks, five Ks, 78 pitches, 18 whiffs. Oh, Andrew Heaney, do we hold on? Do we not? I don't know. I feel like it's too volatile. Cherry bombs are really not the things that you want to roster in your fantasy leagues. Against St. Louis next, he could be going four seamers up again, and sliders need to go farther down. He tried to do the Blake's down blueprint, but everything was upper half, and you can't do that. You gotta have the other some of it low. Ryan Nelson doesn't have his secondaries and was terrible against Atlanta. You don't want to start him. Cal Bradish actually went more curves and sliders, about 60% usage, and he still hit allowed five hits on his fastballs. So that tells me everything you need to know about Cal Bradish. I, did, I ended the blurb kind of abruptly in that way, but I was like, yep, yeah, that's it. That's it. I don't want to trust Cal Bradish. Uh, Michael Grove actually surprised me against the Yankees. Five innings, four runs, four hits, zero walks, and seven cases. Slider was really good, as we know. But the fastball wasn't in the lower half, it was in the upper half, and actually did pretty well. Easily the most encouraging start of the year, pretty unfortunate with those forward runs on four hits. And I think that growth should be on your radar moving forward. Garrett Whitlock against the Rays, yeah, it didn't go well, but I think if he faced someone else, it would have gone better. The sinker command was really the issue. The changeup in the slider actually, I think, did really well. But the sinker was too hittable, and that was that. Patrick Sandoval against the Astros. Oh, and by the way, Willard does get a really good schedule, so you want to make sure you want to hold on to him and pick him up if you can. Patrick Sandoval against the Astros had a good changeup and then nothing else. And what do you know? That is not good. 3.1 innings and six earned runs. If you still have Patrick Sandoval, honestly, ask yourself why. Um, Luis Medina against the Marlins. Very disappointing. I, I know I should have done Michael Lorenzen as a stream pick, guys. I, I knew it as I was doing it, and I still... It was stupid. But still, I believe that Medina could have done this against the, the, the Marlins. Didn't do it. Could do it against the Brewers next time. Two innings, six earned runs. Okay, four walks. He just couldn't find the zone with his uh, fastball. He tried to nibble at it, couldn't do it, and then he threw bad ones inside the zone. That's often what happens. When you just barely miss the edges, then you throw down the middle, and there's no middle ground all of a sudden. It's very frustrating. Graham Ashcraft, 10 earned runs in four innings. Stop starting Graham Ashcraft. We want Andrew Abbott. Hopefully he does get a start soon because Andrew Abbott is on the taxi squad now for the Reds. So we might see that soon. Now is the time to pick up Andrew Abbott. Yes, better than Brian Wu, who made the surprise start yesterday for the Mariners as Marco Gonzalez uh, was getting MRI done on his arm. Uh, he went against Texas. I don't want to judge him too too harshly. I watched those 300 runs in both the first and the second inning. I didn't expect him to return after that, and he didn't. Uh, 200 runs, sorry, 600 runs in two innings, seven hits, one walk, four Ks. There is promise on that four-seamer. Not really much from the secondary stuff, but honestly, I feel like I need to see another outing to get an actual understanding of Brian Wu. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Uh, for today, we have Joe Ryan, Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallen, and Nathan Yavaldi in the top tier. Tyler Wells, Marcus Stroman, Bobby Miller, Todd Bradley, Miles Michaelis, Bryce Miller, 
JP France and Michael Kopech all in the second tier. If you've been following any of these guys, you're just going to start in the order. You might want to switch around, but Bryce Miller gets the, the Rangers. I feel like that's a little bit more risky than Bobby Miller and Taj Bradley against the Yankees and the Red Sox. And then Miles Michaels is in there because he's just been that good. Uh, Michael Kopech's going to get a lot of strikeouts and he gets the Tigers. Questionable start to you. I think Ranger Suarez is a really good stream today as he goes against the Nationals. Had some really nice command last time out. And we've seen that from Ranger Suarez and he gets the Nationals. That's a very good matchup. Anthony Descafani against the Orioles. Tristan McKenzie against the Twins. I'm, these are all questionable start now. And Descafani, I hope he has enough of his command. McKenzie is a still low. We don't know what we're going to get. A fun stream is Paul Blackburn against the Marlins. Really good curveballs and sliders for strikes last time, and it's the Marlins. Michael Soroka against the Diamondbacks. I hope that the slider is back. Ben Lively could do well with his slider against the Brewers. You have uh, Brady Singer against Rocky Road. Yeah, it's a cherry bomb. Kodai Senga could have his forkball make it work. I saw an interesting YouTube comment to my Senga video saying, it's not the forkball, it's the fastball on a given start. And if the fastball is good, then Senga does well. And that's interesting. And I don't necessarily disagree because maybe the, the fastball is what's setting up the ghost fork. But honestly, no. I, I think this, that Senga, if he just has that ghost fork, guys are going to swing over it. And if he doesn't, then he has to rely too much on the fastball, right? So I don't necessarily agree with that thing. The fastball is what it is, but it's an interesting thought. Regardless, he has to have his best everything <laughs> against the Jays for that to work. And Domingo Herman against the Dodgers. We just don't know what we're going to get post-suspension from Herman. And the do not start tier, Matthew Boyd is there against the White Sox. I just haven't really seen him dominate yet, and I'm waiting for that. And also the White Sox are better against lefties than righties. Griffin Cannon gets the Astros. There's a chance that still works if he throws 25% fastballs effectively, but we'll see. Tanner Houck goes against the Rays. Finally, today, he was supposed to start on Saturday, and he's been pushed, sorry, on Friday. He was pushed all the way here because of the postponements and everything like that. So we'll see how that goes, uh, but I don't have high hopes. Against the Rays, Kyle Freeland, no, I don't want to do it. Adrian Hauser, Yusei Kikuchi against the Mets. I, I just can't. Ryan Weathers against the Cubs. Rich Hill and Trevor Williams uh, ends the uh, starters for today. Tomorrow, Jay McClanahan and Aaron Nola are clearly at the top. Say whatever you want about Aaron Nola. He's against the Tigers. Like, just, yeah, you're starting him. Probable start tier, you have J.P. Sears against the Pirates, Braxton Garrett against the Royals, um, and Mike Myers against the Marlins, and Yohan Aviedo against the Athletics. You have all these really good streams um, from very intriguing pitchers who could absolutely excel on Monday. A really interesting start to the week. Braxton Garrett gets the pick. I think J.P. Sears is above 20%. If he isn't, I mislabeled. But Braxton Garrett is my one with his amazing cutter against the Royals. And then there's also Blake Snell. If he just throws enough strikes, he's good. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, a questionable start tier. You have Brian Bayo against uh, the Rays. Martin Perez against the Cardinals. Who I know he just didn't do well, but it could still very much work. Same with Bayo against the Rays. I don't, I think Bayo needs more development before we could ever really consider him against the Rays. Luke Weaver against the Brewers. Maybe that can work in Brandon Bialak against the Jays. is just too scary against the Jays. It's very clear to me. These are questionable starts that I'm not doing. And then do not start tears. Joey Wentz, Kyle Hendricks, Julio Tejeron, Alec Manoba against the Astros, and Adam Wainwright against the Rangers. All pretty obvious stuff there. All right, that is it. I hope to see some of you at... Uh, the Whale in Asheville, North Carolina today at 4 p.m. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits below and your strikeouts high.